welcome to the eighth episode of For the Love of the Horse, a podcast celebrating the thoroughbred. I'm Julianne Horseman, and I'm proud to bring you good news stories and insights from the Equine Welfare Division of Racing New South Wales, which is better known as Team Thoroughbred. Ali Mosley is a friendly face on Sky Racing, where she works as an analyst and host. Her love of horses led to her first job mucking out boxes in a racing stable, and she hasn't looked back. Ali is passionate about the suitability of thoroughbred horses for all equestrian disciplines and spends her spare time riding her retired racehorse, Jerry. Here's our interview with Ali. <coughs> Ali, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Anyone who follows you on social media would be familiar with your big orange Jerry. Tell me a bit about him and how he came into your life. <laughs> He's a very big boy. We actually have quite a cool story. So my partner, Luke McDonald, is Jerry Harvey's racing manager. And one day he said to me, oh, I've got this horse that Richard Litt trains, who apparently is slowest horse he's ever trained, etc., etc." And I said, if you're going to go look at him to see where you'll send him next, I'll come with you. And we got out there and Richard Litt said to me, do you ride ponies? And I said, yeah, I do actually. And he said, great, I've got your pony. And Luke looked at me and said, <laughs> no, you don't. Anyway, as it turns out, his name was James, his race name, which is Luke's brother's name. So that was our first little coincidence. We have the same birthday. We're both born on the no 16th. Way. Yeah, we're both born on the 16th of September. I love chestnuts. Always have my whole life. He's this big, gangly, sort of a big boned horse. He's about 16, three at the time. He's about 17 hands now. And I said to Luke, well, this is it. It's fate. It's meant to be. And he said, no, it's not going to work. The boss is going to want me to send him to probably a country trainer and give him another crack and Richard said truly this horse can't gallop to save himself he's just legs everywhere which is true when you see him gallop out here he doesn't know where his legs are going so Luke said maybe we are better off retiring him and that was it so it's safe to say that it was love at first sight it absolutely was and he was a surprise actually because Luke kept saying it's not going to happen and then he called me one day and said He's yours. <laughs> when you got him, did you have a goal in mind for what you were going to do with him? No, I was only just moving to Sydney and I got a horse before I got an apartment, which was probably not the wisest idea, but I thought it was a great idea at the time. Priorities, so, clearly. That's what I thought. I said, at least I'll have a horse to ride. It doesn't matter that I've got nowhere to live. So basically I knew that he was big and very imposing. I didn't know whether he could jump or what he'd be good at. He didn't have any previous injuries. He'd never done a tendon or anything like that, but he was the kind of horse that would probably take time to furnish. He was only a three-year-old and he was a baby, a real baby in the brain. So I thought, we'll just see how we go. We'll try a bit of everything for the first year. He had quite a bit of time off because I think he needed to develop as well and have a good letdown. And then we've subsequently fallen into showing at the moment. So that's what we've been doing because he's a very pretty horse, but he jumps like like nothing else so that might be next isn't it funny how some of the slowest horses become the most successful off the track incredible you can look at those really talented horses and actually jerry lives two doors down from dothraki and they obviously don't exchange any notes with each other on galloping style because dotty was obviously a very talented racehorse very fast and jerry just got really slow genes but his brain is like no horse or thoroughbred i've ever met he's just quirky and cool and we ride around the streets and nothing phases him he's just 
got the right attitude to be wonderful off the track course. That's incredible. We're in quite a busy area here. (laughs) Doesn't mind the traffic. (laughs) I say this to people all the time and people don't believe me until they see our little videos. We were going to start a page called Jerry's Adventures because I thought people might be sick of seeing it on my Instagram. So we're in suburbia. I live in Maroubra and he is five minutes down the road from where we are. He's with a few of the other girls who work in racing, Elaine Roble and a girl called Sophie who rides track work as well. And we're all sort of in the industry and we just go out hacking. We'll just saddle them up. We head out and we literally ride up Anzac Parade. So if you ever see two big ginger horses or just Jerry the ginger on his own, we went to the chicken shop the other day. We went to the beach. Then just Jerry thought... up outside or what? He just goes in. He just pops his little head in. We went past the pizza shop that's on Anzac Parade and they've got this big open window and everyone was there and Jerry just stuck his head in when everyone was in there and was like, hi guys. Truly nothing, nothing phases that horse. He is one in a million. Oh, he sounds wonderful. (laughs) And so let's go back to the beginning. How did you start the retraining process? So I knew he needed quite a bit of time off. So that was probably the the main thing that we did. So I gave him the time he needed. I brought him in and I'm, I'm actually not entirely sure that he probably didn't need even more time when I first brought him back in. He is just so big. There's so much of him. So it can take him a little bit of time to warm up and figure out what his legs are doing. So we sort of started. He probably had two months where I had a go and I had a friend help me for a little while. Then he went back out into the paddock life got really busy and I actually then met someone who's become a really good friend of mine Kirsty Douglas who works for Team Thoroughbred now and she was probably the turning point in mine and Jerry's relationship I suppose you could say <laughs> she was the one who really worked everything out for us I I was trying to figure him out I, I knew him pretty well but he was a big baby and he had little hissy fits sometimes he used to smoke off a little bit when he was sick of working he has this little thing he does where he groans when he's sick of working so that's your hint <laughs> that's your hint that's when you know he's probably sick of it but he lets out this big long groan and that's Jerry's way of saying I'm done now and you give us an impersonation oh he goes <laughs> I do it all the time and everyone laughs at me he goes hmm <laughs> Gosh, he makes me laugh. So Kirsty helped me work through all of that. The thing with Jerry is you've got to show him everything in black and white. So that was what I probably wasn't doing right. I was confusing him with too many different things for his little brain to think about. And she said, everything has to be black and white. Everything has to be a process for him and you can't overdo him. You need to know when to push him and know when to stop. And she truly probably made us, I would say. And we were with her for a long time and we actually went out. Kirsty's a very good eventer. So that was our plan. We were going to go out eventing because Jerry can really jump, really jump. He doesn't really know what he's doing with his legs, but he can clear almost anything you point him at really. So that was our plan. We went out a couple of days just on the truck with Kirsty. She had a young horse as well and Jerry just had a few days out looking at stuff and then obviously Kirsty got the job at Team Thoroughbred running Bart's Farm, so which was really disappointing for us. But as it happened, this spot came up then where Jerry is now. Elaine Roble texted me and said, this spot's come up and it is five minutes from my house and it was too good to be true. So this is where he ended up. Isn't it funny how everything has a way of working mm. out? What's been your favourite experience with Jerry so far? Probably just watching him grow and watching us develop together I think my riding has had to improve and change to match him because he's not a difficult horse to ride in the sense he's not naughty and he won't do anything that you really need to watch him on but I really need to be clear with my instructions to him and I think that's something that I've learned and we now know each other and we've grown together so probably just watching both of us grow together and the bond that we've we formed has been the most special. 
How do you get over a ride where things aren't going to plan? It is easy to get frustrated, but sometimes I need to take stock and come back and think, I'm frustrated and he's frustrated. And probably I find with horses, and I'm sure a lot of horse people will say this, everything they're telling you, everything they're doing is for a reason. So everything they're trying to communicate with you, whether it's because, you know, sometimes I've got frustrated with him and then the physios looked at him the next week and said, for example, he's got a bit of pressure on the pole. He's got a sore pole. And I've thought, well, I've got up him for whatever reason, got cross and frustrated and it was for he's a been reason. In a little bit of pain. Exactly. Yeah. So I've now learnt, particularly with Jerry, he'll always tell you when something is going on. So just to listen to him, and I think that's how I can get through those frustrating times, knowing that he's probably frustrated as well. And the more I listen to him, the more he responds. And probably the last three months is when we've made the most progress together because we understand each other now. We understand when maybe one of us is frustrated, which sounds silly. We're like two minds, us, Jerry and I, we're, um, we're two peas in a pod, but I think we've finally figured each other out. That's it. Communication is so important. Mm. You've made a lot of progress already. What are your goals for the rest of the year and beyond? Yeah, so we basically had our first proper outing at the start of the year for the Thoroughbred Spring Fair where I think Jerry cleaned up. He was so well behaved. We got there super early because I wanted to make sure everything was organised. So we got there about 6.30 in the morning and we didn't leave till about 6.30 at night and he was just a superstar. If I couldn't love that horse anymore, that day just made me realise that he was really a once in a lifetime horse he did everything right because he's so big boned we went in a lot of the uh, hunter classes and the lead classes which he he did really well in so not just his whole demeanor when he was there but he looked fantastic he felt fantastic so that was that was great and then our plan was to push on to the stonewall show that chrissy harris was running which was meant to be on golden slipper weekend that got postponed because of all the rain we've had and then i think it's in a couple of weeks but jerry's coat's starting to come through at the moment which is i know i know i thought about um actually stabling him again and putting him back under lights but he's really happy at the moment so i don't want to push him to do too much too soon and he's been going really well so elaine roble who i talk about a lot is um obviously and Haley their eventers so fantastic she's she's like a second mum up here so she is encouraging us to get more into the jumping side so we've been doing a little bit of it and like I said we've actually went out with them to Silver Hills last year when that was still open and Elaine said just follow me into everything and I said okay (laughs) I just basically closed my eyes and Jerry is he is so brave doesn't stop at anything won't stop so he's super talented so it's just about trying to get his jumping distances right because that's what he isn't getting right at the moment so I think we'll probably do a bit of jumping over the winter and then get back get back into it which is I know it's chopping and changing and everyone will say is he a show horse or a jumper I just sort of want to figure out what maybe he enjoys the most oh why not be both yeah (laughs) obviously show jumping isn't something you can just do once every now and again you've got to put a lot of work into it you're a very busy person with your job at Sky and everything else you do how do you balance having a horse with all your other commitments oh it was really tricky sort of working out a routine in the first place but now I know this is what another friend said to me who's got her horse out here as well she she rides track work too she said what you need to do is get up and say I'm going to ride five or six days a week and I'm going to commit because otherwise I think if you're a bit wishy-washy with it you end up saying oh I won't ride today because it's a bit windy or it's a bit rainy with Jerry because he's so bomb proof if it's raining we can go right out on the road and he's fine so it's about committing to it every day finding the time even although life is busy particularly now we're in the midst of the autumn racing carnival so this is probably about as busy as it gets and we seem to be holding up okay so it's just committing to to making the time 
Do you think it's beneficial to having a horse on adjustment and having other people to ride with? Oh, absolutely. I think they motivate you more than anything. As I said, um, I've been riding out a lot with Sophie, who's got her off-the-track thoroughbred as well, Fred, who raced in Hong Kong and Ireland. So, And then he finished up with the Snowdens here, and he's pretty good too. So we say Fred and Jerry's adventures, and we went out the other day. We went all the way around. We almost got to Maroubra Beach. So we just ride out on the roads. We said, let's go up this street. Jerry loves Botany Beach with the horse beach, so we go there quite a bit. You are allowed to ride horses on the road, so we just go out on the road. Cars are really good. It's one of those things you have to be a bit careful with. With, but the cars around here are all really respectful. I can't tell you how many photos we get with people when Jerry goes out and he loves it. He thinks he's a rock star. We went <laughs> we went to Malabar the other day and it was a sunny Sunday and everyone was out at the beach and he's getting all these photos and he's posing and Aww. he's just so funny. He knows he knows that he's the main attraction when we trot around the streets here. Oh, he's such a character. <laughs> it sounds like you have quite a lot of friends with thoroughbreds. Is that the case? Absolutely. I don't really know any of my friends who don't have thoroughbreds particularly probably because a lot of us are in the racing industry and you end up falling in love with a horse that you've worked with and taking them home or just falling in love with thoroughbreds as a breed and that's probably the main running theme is that once you have a thoroughbred you don't really go back it's just what you get hooked on and and you just want to find your I guess your your dream thoroughbred which I think I probably have in Jerry and as I mentioned you know Elaine's got her mare and Haley's got her gelding who's now I think he's doing three star now wow, so they're they, such an impressive um, team oh and you know what it's really it really motivates you because you come out here and you see Haley who obviously is at school you see that she's still going out and competing three star yeah and you think if she can do it then I'm going to come out and have a crack because you know she's motivating you to get out there and do it so honestly every single one of my friends that rides rides a thoroughbred where did your passion for the thoroughbred breed come from so I grew up in Melbourne and I always rode I lived in town but I always rode my parents would take me out to see my ponies and I actually found an off-the-track thoroughbred listed online and I went to see him and he was in pretty bad order his name's Fletcher yeah he was he was pretty bad when I got there and to be fair, I probably didn't know the first thing about what a thoroughbred should look like or what to do with them or anything like that. Anyway, I couldn't leave him, obviously. Being an animal lover, I had to take him. So I took him home and, and he was probably my biggest learning curve. I was always interested in racing, but he's probably the reason that I got into racing, just seeing him and wanting to know more about thoroughbreds as a breed and working with them in racing as well. Oh, that's so special. Mm. Do you still have him? I still own him, but he is a nanny out on a farm in Melbourne, so I still get lots of updates about him. So that's really nice. He's got a great life. Yeah. In your role as an analyst for Sky Racing, you get to see all the best horses at the best times of the year. Are there any that you've got your eye on that you think, oh, I'd like to have that one when it retires from racing? Oh, they're always these. I always loved Finch. Oh, yeah, he's beautiful, isn't he? He's got a great home now, which is fantastic to see. Um, I think, you know, when you see them and they go to great homes and you can follow their journey, I love that you can see where they're going and, you know, follow that person on Instagram and, and see what they're up to. So I always has loved him nature strip I don't know if it's the ginger thing but there's something about nature strip I just love that horse and whenever I see James so my role at Sky on a Saturday is to be behind the barriers which is very cool I pinch myself all the time that I get to be up there and James always comes out on him got him on the buckle and he's just milling around the gates and he is such a dude I know he switches on for the big races but just from all reports everyone says he's great to ride at home in track work and he's a really cool horse and they're my all-time favorite I have to mention 
mentioned Libertini. I just absolutely adored her. She obviously passed away earlier this week. So it's been a really tough week, but she was a really special mare. I used to take her to the beach quite often and she was never obviously going to be, be mine, but I just wanted to go and visit her every year as yeah. a mum. And so that was really disappointing. And physically, she was one of the most beautiful mares I've seen. She was built more like a big cult really just an absolute powerhouse but just the sweetest mare with a beautiful face so they're probably the they're probably the main ones nature strip would be the one i'd have my eye on i think connections if you're listening <laughs> nature strip's got oh, and home. you know who else i've got one more i do have one more and i've mentioned this already to godolphin um kevin tari Oh, he's beautiful, isn't he? Yeah. Such a lovely looking yeah. horse. I love Kevin Tari. I know he's got a very long waiting list and um, I'd be probably down the bottom, but I'd love to see where oh, he goes. No, Good Olfen operates a fantastic um, life after racing program. Their lifetime care is fantastic. And a lot of people who've gotten their horses from Good Olfen mm. had a lot of success. Mine's actually from Good Olfen. Yeah. Coldersack came through Team Thoroughbred, of but course, he was originally yeah. a Good Olfen horse and he's brought me a lot of joy and I'm only a beginner rider. Well, that's the thing with Thoroughbreds though, is, as you say, you know, it doesn't matter what's stage you're at and I think the biggest thing I've learned owning a thoroughbred particularly from the very beginning when I didn't know anything is to listen to people get people's advice don't think that you know everything because everyone's got good advice to give you and I think it's great to just listen to everyone's ideas and everyone's thoughts rather than thinking that you know it all or feeling silly for asking questions because you're not silly everyone learns I, I learn all the time I ask people questions all the time so it's never silly to ask ask yeah. questions that sounds like a sage piece of advice mm. are there any horses that you've enjoyed watching that are now retired and excelling off the track oh dot dothraki i think for sure and another one who jerry actually i think jerry bred him and was in him when he raced as well so i've sort of had followed him the whole way through anyway and then that wonderful story of ella who works for snowdens and was his strapper has now taken him and he lives two boxes down from jerry and i can tell you that they've both got that feisty ginger ginger blood in them they've worked out their pecking order now and it's really hard for someone who works in racing that's who I admire the most the track work riders the stable hands everyone who works in racing who works with these animals all day six or seven days a week and then adopts one as well and then rides their own and you know foots the bill for them and I admire those guys more than anyone else they're up at three they're working till nine they're straight here down to the stable same with Elaine same with Sophie, who's obviously got Fred next to me, who raced as California Daddy. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. So he's Jerry's new best friend, all the ginger boys. As I said, I just think the stable staff that take these horses on are, are the real heroes. Absolutely. Mm. Do you think there could be more done to make the thoroughbred breed more appealing as sport horses? I think there always could be. And I think it's probably a bigger issue in changing how people perceive their ability to an extent and I know a lot of say eventers will have crossbred thoroughbreds so they'll have a warm blood thoroughbred or a Clyde thoroughbred whatever the crossbreed might be so they love that thoroughbred blood but I think people are sometimes reluctant to take on pure thoroughbred for whatever reason in showing I don't think it's a big issue I think everyone in showing loves thoroughbreds the industry is doing a great job promoting them it's just changing the perceptions of people probably at the top level like Andrew Hoy used to compete on a thoroughbred called Algebra who was a failed Australian racehorse and I think he got up to about CCI four star level and was really competitive there and then he came back to Australia and has now been retired but you couldn't have a better advertisement for the breed particularly in the eventing space which is where those thoroughbreds really excel and where I think they could probably excel even further. What's your favourite thing about the breed? I think their ability to understand what you want from them and their adaptability they're so clever 
they are so versatile and to an extent, I mean, they, they obviously are better at different things, different horses, but they know what you're asking of them. Like Jerry, for example, is way too smart for his own good. If I turn, turn my back for three seconds, I wish I had a camera on him. He looks around and will sneak into someone's feed shed. And I mean like a raised feed shed, get his whole body in there because he's a pig. But they're truly the most clever breed I've ever had anything to do with. And they try for you. They're so genuine. And, you know, even through their racing careers, you know, they love racing. They love having a job to do. And then they love having a job to do post-racing as well. And that's when they really excel, when their mind and the physical side are both stimulated. What would you say to anyone considering getting their first off-the-track thoroughbred? I'd say 100% get one, but make sure that you have someone who knows either the horse or the breed or what you want them for to help you out particularly if you're a beginner I wouldn't discourage beginners from getting off the track thoroughbreds by any means but just have someone there who either knows the horse or understands what you want with the horse have a good amount of time getting to know them figuring out if they're the right horse for you whether you click with mares or geldings or a particular horse differently as as I said you know sometimes you just find that one in a million horse and sometimes you know it might take a little bit of time to find the right horse so I wouldn't discourage any anyone ever from getting one I think they are so wonderful at all levels whether you want to go trail riding whether you want to go five star eventing they're so versatile and they will do anything for you I absolutely second that is there anything else that you would like to say that you haven't had a chance to talk about yet um I just think as an industry we often get such I say we I mean the racing industry get get sometimes a bad rap in the media and I think it's super unwarranted because every person I know from the ground up you know trainers breeders everyone works in this industry because they love horses and love thoroughbreds and I think that's something that often gets overlooked particularly by the broader media I think they fail to see you know particularly say if a horse breaks down they say you know oh we'll remember them and I think well no their owner will and their strapper will and everyone in the stable will and I think that's something that racing gets a bad rap for and every trainer when they're rehoming a horse or owner when they're rehoming a horse only wants the best for them so I think if we can keep telling these stories and keep showing the positive side of our industry it's it's the best thing we can do definitely and there are so many beautiful stories out there well we better let you get back to it before it starts to rain again yeah. thank you so much for your time Ali Mosley I'll see you at the races soon thanks for having me <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll tune in for the next one in the series. For now, please show your support and stay up to date with the latest Team Thoroughbred news by following us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.